Howdy, welcome to another episode of Tales from the Pits. This is Halfway Sick Brian. And Andrew. Who is not sick at all. No, I managed to avoid your plague. Stay away. Um, we are here today at Hopstop, the Hopstop in Humble, Texas. Yep, this is uh, the best craft beer bar in the Lake Houston area. Um, it's also one of the very few craft beer bars in the Lake Houston area. Um, but this is the headquarters for... Uh, our pop-up that's coming up on January 27th, Hopstop is celebrating their two-year anniversary, and we will be uh, providing the barbecue for that two-year anniversary. An- anniversary? Anniversary. I talk for a living. You might have had a beer tonight. <laughs> um, so we'll be out here from noon until we run out of food, which uh, we plan to be here till probably about 8 o'clock would be my guess. Uh, well, we may be here before that drunk, but... Uh, We'll be serving food till about eight o'clock. Um, we'll have the full barbecue menu uh, through the lunch rush: um, brisket, ribs, sausage, pulled pork, sides, uh, pickles, the four horsemen sauce, the whole deal. And then we'll. Uh, we'll Sounds like a lot of work. It's going to be a lot of work. We Damn. plan on feeding between 150, maybe even as much as 200 people. So we're going to be busy. Um, but we'll uh, we'll have a late night menu um, as it gets colder outside. We'll have some stuff to uh, keep you warm and keep you drinking good beer. So uh, if you're in the Houston area and you'd like to make the trek up, we'd sure love to see everyone out there. Um, say hi to us. If you know, if you listen to the podcast, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. And uh, we may or may not have as much time to chat that day, but if we do, we'll certainly love to talk to you as well. So uh, hope you can make it out there. Again, it's January 27th uh, from noon until nightfall or later at the Hop Stop here in Humble 801 First Street in Humble, Texas. Be there, be square. And shout out tonight to uh, Back Pew Brewing. They're doing a tap takeover tonight. Yep. Um, Back Pew, if you're not familiar with them, they're up in Porter, Texas, which is just north of Humble. Um, they're serving some good beers. They've been open oh, about a year and a half or so. All I know is the, the day they opened is the first time I tried Truth Barbecue. But, <laughs> but I, I, yes, I measure time in barbecue joints these days but uh it's better than strip clubs yeah well yeah could be worse so uh yeah we uh we're fans of back pew we drink their beer we've used their beer in our cooking before um and uh, if you get a chance to try some of their in they're showing up in hebs now so you can get some at your local heb hopefully at least in the houston area i'm not sure if they distributed to other cities throughout texas yet but uh but give them a shot they, they've got some good stuff we're drinking a couple of them right now yeah, good stuff <clears throat> So today, let's talk about a little bit of our adventures over the last year with um, the A&M Meat Science guys and Food Waste Texas. Yeah, we've had a, we've had a really good time, um, had some really wonderful opportunities to uh, spend some time up at A&M. Uh, if you're not familiar with their meat science department, uh, it's, it's pretty, pretty phenomenal. It's pretty amazing what uh, Dr. Jeff Sable and Dr. Davey Griffin and Ray Riley, and Ray Riley are doing up there. Um, they've, they've got a really, really great program and the students are learning a lot and then they've started to do some, I don't want to call them outreach programs, but some programs for non-A&M students to, uh, to attend and, and learn different things, everything from, uh, from brisket knowledge to beef grading and they've got a lot of different classes. Brian's actually attending another one here this weekend, uh, sausage camp. Um, creative sausage making officially but i'm just going to keep calling it sausage camp yeah yeah we're we're known to screw up names too so i know i know we have a whole podcast on not screwing up names but yeah we do it too we'll probably do it in this episode so just warning you now that's a that's an easter egg though if we if we screw it up it's on purpose we just 
you know. Right. It's some sort of weird Jedi mind trick we're doing. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, the A&M Meat Science Program is doing some really fantastic things. And we've been fortunate enough to, uh, to help out at a couple of events and learn at a couple of events as well while, while we're helping out. Um, and it's just been, it's been a great experience. I know it's, uh, one, one of the best weekends I've had in barbecue was, uh, this last weekend, Brian and I got to go to Camp Brisket, which has been kind of a barbecue bucket list event for, for both of us for years now. Yeah. Let's see, you know, eating a, a prime rib cooked by Arnest Robbins of Evy Mays sitting next to Aaron Franklin, um, after sharing a little Pappy Van Winkle and um, uh, discussing know, non-barbecue things. What I, a freaking I was, anom- amazing I was wondering thing. if you were going to drop the Pappy reference. I, I had to, you know, <laughs> I had to. That was, that. I mean, could it get much better than that? No, and, and I, I won't thank him publicly on the podcast because I don't think he wants people to know that he has that expensive of a bourbon in his house. But uh, you know who you are if you're listening to this. Thank you so much for that wonderful bourbon that I will probably never ever get to drink again in my life. Yes, thank you for sure. But it was uh, phenomenal, and it was uh, a wonderful nightcap to an awesome weekend. So let's talk about the, the different classes, because that was one of the things that confused me early on. There's actually four courses um, available through the Meat Science Institute. Two of those are in partnership with Food Waste Texas. Two of those are unique to the school itself. Um, We mentioned Camp Brisket, so we can start there. Camp Brisket is held once a year. There's a lottery before you can even get in. You must be a Food Waste member. Um, That lottery is held about six months, I think, six to eight months before class. Something like that. And I mean, people come from all over to go to this. Yeah. Yeah, we had multiple people from Canada in the class last weekend, Um, Chicago, I think there's some from Florida. I mean, there are people from all over the country that come to this. Um, it's a pretty pretty tough thing to get into. Um, and, and just to back it up a little bit, Food Waste Texas, if you're not familiar with them, we highly recommend you familiarize yourself with them. Um, they, uh, they go around the state documenting the, the history and food culture of Texas, and they have different uh, symposiums, and I believe they've, they've started launching a podcast. If, if they, I they have correctly. a podcast out now. Called uh, the range. So the, they they just do a lot of really wonderful things with the food here in Texas, and uh, some really wonderful people involved in that. Uh, Kelly Yandel, who's a really great photographer and is also on the board for Food Waste Texas. Um, Marvin Bendeley, uh, who's the president of Food Waste Texas. Uh, Robert Lerma, who, um, if you're in the barbecue world at all, you know who Robert Lerma is. He's one of the uh, most uh, famous and for good reason photographers in barbecue right now. Uh, he's also a former president of Food Waste Texas and he's on the board still, I believe as well. So they're doing some really great things. Um, we, we've been honored to really kind of sit in and observe how, how, how much they really try to document the, the history of this great state of ours. And, and we'll have a representative from Food Waste on a future podcast. We just have to get the, the scheduling right, but we do, we do have an agreement to get them on there and we'll, right. we'll have to talk a little bit more about that. Um, so in, in conjunction with Foodways, the Meat Science Institute puts on Camp Brisket. We'll talk about Camp Brisket first. As I mentioned, this is all brisket all the time. There's nothing other than brisket in this class. Yep, it's a, it's a two-day class um, where uh, attendees will, will sit in on different uh, panels where they, where they go into different topics on, as far as meat grades is, is one of the panels they have, competition versus uh, retail barbecue. Um, is, uh, is put on by Jess Priles as a presentation that she's done. Um, we've, we've sat in on, let's see, what else? The Life of a Pitmaster panel was my personal favorite of the entire event. 
Um, it's just a it, just an incredible panel. The wood wood smoke panel. The yeah, another one. different different types of wood. Um, selecting the type of smoker, the type of knife to use. And they go through design and building. Right. So the, there's just there's so much to learn and so and so many really experienced and knowledgeable people that are teaching it to you. Um, Brian, you want to talk about some of the people that were uh, part of the panels for this? Yeah. So that, I mean, that's that's one of the big draws. Obviously, is is you've got um, the PhD, you've got the professors like like Jeff and like Davey, um, you also have people from the industry and it rotates all the time, but the big draw of course is Mr. Franklin, Aaron Franklin is there um, for brisk, for Camp Brisket. He's not always there for barbecue summer camp, but he's there for Camp Brisket at least. Right. Um, this time there was, a, and, and Tootsie, Miss Tootsie, Tominance from Snows, Carrie Bexley from Snows, um, we had Russell Ragels, John Brotherton. Uh, Bill Dumas from Style Switch was there on day one of the camp this year. Um, Joe Risky. Joe Risky from Risky's Barbecue was also there. Um, you had uh, Kevin Coleman there from the Weber Group, um, who provided some of the so, uh, some of the smokers and there some of the grills and smokers that things were cooked on for the, for the camp as well. Um, just a really really diverse you know uh, group of people. from Pits and Spits as well. They, yeah, they, they have their new pellet that they were demonstrating, new yeah. pellet grill. That, so the, you you get a good mix of of pretty much everything. Um, Russell Regals, I know, has been involved in it for a long time. He's one of the guys that's there for pretty much uh, all of the food waste stuff that, that A&M is involved with. I know Russell's usually up there helping out with that. Um, and, and, again, John Brotherton was there with Marvin Briley, his wore chef. jeans. Yes, Brotherton. So you wore... that was like the, the number one comment that I saw on any or, of the photos was he wore jeans. Right. <laughs> Brotherton wearing jeans is more rare than Pappy Van Winkle, apparently. So, uh, so John, yeah, you're never going to live that one down, buddy. That was formal attire for John. <laughs> and, and Marvin Brawley was great out there as well. Um, and then you have the attendees, and you get to mingle and talk to those. And uh, we met Michael Lee from California and had a lot of great conversations with him while we were there. Yeah, yeah. He was, uh, he was a really nice guy, and he's really really into barbecue. He's, he actually has a Moberg on order, which I'm incredibly jealous of. <laughs> so, uh, but, he, yeah, he... Uh, and he didn't just have a Moberg. No, he, he had every type of pit I think that's ever been <laughs> just built. Just about, yeah. Uh, yeah uh, he, had, uh, he had quite the assortment, but... Uh, He's, he's one of those people that's fallen in love with barbecue, and he's been to Texas many times, been all over the country um, chasing that barbecue dream and that barbecue dragon. So it's been, uh, it's been pretty fun to see. But, uh, we, yeah, we got to meet a lot of really nice people, um, got to uh, try a lot of different you know, styles of well, Yeah, there's three, three big tastings that you get to go through as part of brisket, uh, Camp Brisket that um, is, is not, unlike, not like any of their other camps. So the first one that you get to do is the different beef grades. So um, I believe they had Wagyu, Choice, Prime. Upper Choice. Um, upper Choice. Select. And select. And what they did is they cooked all of them with the same seasonings, and they cooked all of them similar. And then you had a sample of each so that you could taste the difference. Um, and, and, I, and CAB was the other one. Certified Angus, I think, was the other one, if I remember. <clears throat> I think there was five of them. It's all, it's all kind of a meat fantasy right now. <laughs> um, but it was great because you get to sample them, and it's not always what you think, um, as, as you would expect, um, which is always fun. I've, I've had the luxury or, or pleasure of being able to do a brisket flight once before um, somewhere else, and that's always great. Another one is the different woods. So you get to, they cook with a different wood each brisket, and then you get to have a sample of each of those, um, yeah, including was, uh, mesquite and hickory. Mesquite, hickory, oak, um, I believe Pecan. pecans on there as well. So yeah, and, and another one of the experiments where you taste tested was uh, wrapped versus unwrapped brisket. Um, so so yeah, foil it, foil wrapped foil wrapped in particular, correct. Yeah. And so it was kind of, it was neat to see all those different variations and 
And my favorite thing was watching the people try to try to see, you know, try to guesswork on it as well. I mean, not that we're experts on it either, but we've I, I feel like we've cooked on a lot of different types of smokers, cooked with different types of wood before ourselves, whereas some other attendees might not have. So it was really kind of cool to see the true blind taste test. Plus, we sliced a lot of the brisket, so we had a little bit of a leg up on. And, and you didn't slice your hand this time. And I did not cut my thumb off, so that was good. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we, we had a little bit of a leg up um, as far as knowing which one was which. So it wasn't a true blind test for us, but, uh, but it was kind of neat to see what people like the most and like the least and things like that. So, yeah, we had a, we had a really good time out there. Um, oh, we cannot forget to mention, we were talking about the different panelists, uh, Homer Robertson, the Chuck oh, Wagon the world, world champion. World champion Chuck Wagon that, Cook. That was one heck of an experience uh, to, uh, to get to watch him in action. Yeah, I mean, I mean, literally an 1800-style Chuck Wagon. Um, all of the part of the competition is everything has to be basically uh, 1800s era. Yeah, what you could, what you would use in a Chuck Wagon back in those days, you know, cast iron things like that, you know, that you can't use something that you, they wouldn't have used back then in the competitions. Yeah, great breakfast. And, and same thing, we've talked to him, um, and we'll get him on the show as well, because that's, that's very interesting, that whole world of chuck wagon yeah, cooking and, and it was really how neat. that works with the history of barbecue. Yeah, it was really neat. And uh, Stephen Reichlin was there as well, um, who has a PBS show. He's been... The Barbecue uh, Bible. Yeah, he's, he's written many books. He's been in the New York Times and different uh, and newspapers. The newest one, I think, is Project Smoke. So, yeah, he's... Uh, He's an interesting guy. He was, I remember seeing him around Austin, you know, or seeing on social media, he was around Austin eating a few days before Camp Brisket. Um, so it was, it was really cool just meeting everybody, getting to, uh, getting that experience. And it's, you know, it's certainly not something that, that I'll ever forget. So yeah, was, there's nothing like it. I mean, th there are some, some other schools and there's education you can get and there's other, um, you know, even, even specific to brisket and all of that's good stuff. None of it's, none of it's bad that I've seen. But there's just no experience like Camp Brisket and no experience like A&M. Right. And to have all that knowledge in one room, it's just it's a goldmine for people like us that just want to nerd out and try to learn as much as we can to have people like Wayne Miller, like Davey Griffin. Yeah, we didn't even mention Wayne Miller. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. We forgot about Wayne Miller. Who, who, yeah. is, who, who just espouses on all of the different. I mean, his, his talk about, you know, I'll use the term all the time, but a bimuscular mass of, of meat. But it it. He speaks from experience, and I know there's people that have been in the business longer than Wayne. Um, you know, Wayne was in the business early, left to do his own thing. Um, it, it's interesting to, to hear his history. And then he came back into the business. Um, and, and, you know, we all have our fans and, and that. But, you know, you can't knock the man for what he's doing at, at Louis Miller today. Right. No, it was, it was really great listening to him speak about I, one of the first things he said was, I stand on the, on the shoulders of giants. And he really does appreciate and respect the, the history that, yeah. that, I he's, think the that whole, his the name whole Miller family yeah. Oh, yeah. With, with Bobby is just this, this monumental man. Yeah, that, they're um, a testament to the, the history of Texas barbecue. It's, you know, they, they, it was their father, their grandfather, Fred Fontaine. You know, yeah, I mean, I, th I think the biggest regret, I mean, it, I, I don't think I ever would have met Fred, um, but my biggest regret in barbecue is never meeting Bobby Miller. I, yeah. I really wish that, you know, that's one of those things that um, looking in hindsight, you know, I could have, I was around at that time. I never got out there. I never met the man. Um, but speaking to both, um, just, you know, when we've spoken to Leanne, when we've spoken to John, when we've spoken to Wayne, how revered he is yeah. um, across the family. Of course, the barbecue industry, but just 
how revered he is among his own family members. Right. Yeah. I mean, it was it would have been a wonderful experience, and that's part of the reason we tell everyone that's that's into this crazy barbecue world or trying to get into it or you know kind of uh, I'm a fan, but I haven't been able to tour these places yet. Go to them. Go to them as quickly as you possibly can because you never know when they're going to change. Uh, you know, we we love going to places like Snows because we don't. You know, we we love Snows for everything that Snows is, everything that Snows represents. Um, Carrie and Tootsie and Clay and that whole crew out there. And you, you just never know. And that's why, I, I mean, it's on a much more modern level. I'm so glad I got to go to Franklin when John Lewis and Aaron Franklin were still there. Yeah, screw you. <laughs> because it, it's just... With the short line in the trailer, uh, right? Yeah, well, no, no, I, I never went to the trailer. I never went to the well, trailer. I thought you went to the trailer. No, they were okay. in the restaurant the first time I gotcha. went. But but it was it was nice to be able to go there because that was a, a, a barbecue moment in time that will never be again. Uh, and I, and I, you know, I'll tip, tell people that now with Taylor Cafe. Go see Vensel while you know. Please go see Vensel. Go, go see Vensel. The man is barbecue history. He's a veteran. He, you know, he, he World was World War Two veteran. Yeah, that's it, that's still in business every day. You know, it's he, he's not as mobile as he used to be. But um, when we the last time we went, you know, he was still chatty. It was it was just an amazing experience. Right, and like I said, you just you never know how much time you have to to really enjoy those memories. So. Yeah, if you haven't been out there to, to some of these iconic places, go there because you, you just you, you want to see those places. You want to ex- get those experiences. It's not all about these 20 year old something hipster kids. Right. I mean, we love them too. Doesn't mean you shouldn't go there. Yeah. It doesn't no. mean you shouldn't go visit those places, but soak up that history. And, and you know, it, Lockhart's always one of my favorite trips. Yeah. Um, Lockhart, Luling. You know, even even for what it is, Salt Lake is a great visit. The original location. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, it's, these are places that just ooze history i like martin's place in in college station i think it's a wonderful wonderful place to go visit right and i don't mean to take the podcast in a you know morbid place of go there while you can but not even just you know you're getting a little creepy not even just health and people getting older these are barbecue joints they cook with fire their restaurant could burn down at any time so go see these places while you can please well a lot of them have had pit fires oh absolutely i've got i've got one of the bricks from uh from louis miller i do too my wife thinks i'm insane but i have one yeah. And we didn't even steal it. We actually paid for it. Um, so let's talk about, so that's, that's Camp Brisket. And let's talk about uh, barbecue summer camp. Um, for those that want a little bit larger across the board experience, I highly recommend barbecue summer camp. Rather than focus purely on brisket, you get a little bit of everything in there. Yeah, uh, we, we were fortunate. We went over the summer to, uh, to barbecue summer camp. And yeah, you do get a chance to uh, cook different meats, see different meats and taste different meats. Um, we, we, they did ribs out there, chicken out there, sausage, brisket. Um, they show again, you the cuts of meat from the from pork. They yeah. show you the cuts of meat from beef. Um, you know, there's a little, you actually get to season the ribs and do a sampling of of how the different people have seasoned the ribs. Some were pretty far out there. Yeah, yeah, we, we had some interesting seasonings. Salt dome. <laughs> we had some pretty interesting ones, um, but but it's all about that experience and seeing what works and what doesn't work, and 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 tr- that trial and error process that you go through when you cook barbecue. Um, and it's just you know obviously it's condensed down into a couple of days of doing it, but but it's good to see all those different styles and and how they change the product between how much salt you use, how much pepper you use, how much sugar you do or don't use. Um, so it's it's a really unique experience to uh, to get to go to. So and, and there's enough variety between the two that if you do if you do camp brisket, you can still do barbecue summer camp. Oh, for and sure. It's not it's not too repetitive, um, and that's what's great is that you can take both of these 
um, if you can join foodways get into the lotteries and eventually get get in and, and it, yeah it's difficult but they've changed it up it used to be first come first serve and they've changed the system now to be a random drawing and then there's waiting um, meaning leveling not not how fat you are uh, <laughs> excuse me I'm gonna choke to death um, no there's there's waiting based on how, when was the last time you attended and how long you've been a member right. to try to get people in that have really been Yeah, they're, they're not going to let the same people go every year um, because they, they want more and more people to get to experience it. So if you, you know, if you got to go this year, you're probably not going to get to go for a good long time. It's, you know, I won't call it a once in a lifetime experience, but it's, you're not going to get to go every year. You're not going to see the same students going every year. Um, they, they do try to give everyone a fair chance. And, and I, again, like Brian was saying, the more times you're in the lottery, I think the higher weight you have of yeah. getting, of the longer, winning the, the longer you've been a Foodways member, plus the more times you've tried to get in, right. get, put you into the front of the line as far as the lottery goes. Right. So it, it, it was just a, a fantastic experience. And we really appreciate the, the uh, A&M Meat Science Department for putting this on in conjunction with Foodways. Because it's just, it's a great experience for uh, barbecue fans, for people in the industry, for for everyone that gets the opportunity to go, um, again, I know I, I touched on it earlier. The the life of a pitmaster panel, which is my personal favorite. It's just it's literally some of your favorite barbecue joints and the legends of Texas barbecue sitting on a stage and talking to you about their their history, their story, how how this how things happened for them, good and bad. Um, and you have the ability to ask questions. Yeah. Up. Oh, know, absolutely. How long do you hold? It's, what temperatures and they'll they'll tell you what they tell you yeah um i'm not going to say if they're always going to tell you the same story <laughs> because <laughs> that's how it is but but they will but but you can ask them and in the downtime the people are very approachable oh extremely um, you know that was what was so great you know getting a couple of selfies while we were there and <laughs> and and having some good chats with the folks um it, it's wonderful now the the other two classes which are not in conjunction with foodways um, one of them is the one i'm going to actually tomorrow morning um, can't stay out here too late which is, I call it Camp Sausage, Sausage Camp, but it is creative sausage making. I like to call it a sausage fest. Yes. Well, it is. It is indeed. And you get your hands on the sausage during the class. Um, it, it appears to me, and, and we'll see, that it's one of the more hands-on of the four classes. Um, we get to make sausage. We get to some tips. And, and we've been making sausages double back for about a year and a half now, um, really learning and changing. And, and I think we're incredibly creative, um, you know, turkey stuffing and gravy, Cubano, chicken enchilada sausage. I mean, I love the sausages that we make, but but we're always looking to get better. Absolutely, yeah, anything, more any knowledge. trick we can get. I mean, we probably annoy the heck out of the places that we go to eat barbecue because we're always talking to the you know the different pitmasters and people that work there of oh oh this is really good. How'd you do this? Like we don't expect them to give us every trade secret they have, but we're always like oh our our sausage could use this or our ribs could use right. that. You know, do we soak the casings overnight. Do you? Do you throw them in an ice bath? Do you par cook them? Do you? How do you reheat them? If you have to reheat them, how do you store them? Right. Oh, um, and just know that once ours is perfected, none of you are going to find out how we do it. <laughs> <laughs> and we will, we'll give some tips, and, and that's will. that's we what will. we what we try to do is share as much as we can. We're not going to try to take place take replace any of these courses because we can't, but but absolutely share what we've learned and and the, especially the biggest tips, um, and that's what I'm excited about for this weekend is is finding out anything that I've been missing and, go, and you know, that, that idea, that, that inspiration just pop, you know, oh yeah, maybe we should try this. So definitely, um, I think we'll carry that on to our pop-up oh, of course. Um, in a couple of weeks. The other class is called Beef 101. And this is one that neither of us have attended yet. Um, it is a three-day course and it's held, a, it's, I think it's held actually four times a year. 
Um, this, is, this is a good course, though, if you really want to learn all around beef, not just about cooking the beef. It's, again, the grading is one of the, the, the key things about it. It's also they actually break down a, a carcass in class, which sounds a lot of fun to me because that's where I still have a lot of gaps. You know, I, I, I've learned so much on the grading and I've learned where they grade and where each of the cuts of meats come from on the cow, but I haven't physically broken it down myself. And, you know, for somebody that's kind of thirsty for that kind of knowledge and understanding, there's no other way to do it unless you go work for a butcher. Yeah, and as soon as Brian learns that, he's going to get a giant fridge and you're going to have, you know, four quarters <laughs> sitting in your fridge all the time. And Leslie's just going to love that. Beef <laughs> belly, buddy. You know, we'll be, we'll be cutting and we'll be coming out. It'll be all about the spinalis. Oh, lordy. You know, that's, that's my favorite cut that just you know, turns me on. Um, anyway, but spinalis, it is. It's fantastic. <laughs> Google it. Yeah, Google it if you don't know. Um, and so those are the four courses. And, and if you, if you want to go out there... Um, you can, you know, I, I apologize because I had this printed out and then I left it at home. Um, but it's the story it's, of his life. <laughs> it's, it is pretty much. I have to leave things at home or in Vegas or wherever I travel. There's always something left behind. Um, you should follow behind me. You'll get all kinds of cool free stuff. Um, but it's foodwastetexas.org. Um, and then I will, I will flub this if I do, but um, it's, it's tamu.edu.something or the other but please google it it's texas a&m meat science institute yeah um it's it's a wonderful program we've been so fortunate to be able to attend uh two of these camps and soon to be three for brian and yeah we're we're extremely looking forward to learning more um you know we're, we're never not looking to learn you know that's that's one of the things that we try to tell everybody is we're not experts we don't try to tell people we're experts we're just two guys that love barbecue um, we love talking about barbecue. We love eating barbecue. We love cooking barbecue. Anything around this crazy world. Um, and that's kind of why this last weekend was so special for us because it was pretty much everything we love about barbecue in one condensed place. The cooking, the eating, the you know, the talking. It was everything. Um, and like I said, just so much knowledge. One, one of my favorite things, um, Russell Regals, who, like it or not, Russell, you're going to be on this show at some point. <laughs> We're going to get you on here for an interview, bud. Um, Russell's been an extremely good friend to us over the years. Um, I, I work two miles from his restaurant, so I'm in there all the time. Um, and one story that, out of all the conversations I've had with Russell, I hadn't heard this before, and I heard it at Camp Brisket. And I don't feel bad sharing it because he shared it with the public, so I'm going to share it with the public too. Um, was, was Russell's story of when he transitioned from, uh, from a baker's rib chain into his own restaurant, he... Uh, he was scared. It was a scary proposition. He'd been, he had had a successful career cooking under the baker's ribs name. And he, you know, he wasn't sure if Ragel's would be successful as a standalone restaurant. And, uh, and the experience of Allison cook going into his restaurant and, and reviewing it and, and how it pretty much changed to his flip life. The switch like that without, it, without changing it, location. I mean, he said they changed the banner at, during lunch one right. day, they climbed up and changed the banner of the restaurant. Right. Well, and it's, it was just, it was a really cool story. And it was, it was really great to hear Ru Russell tell it. And, and again, it's just all those stories that you hear. Um, and it's why, it's why you root for these people. It's why you love this industry. It's why when, when people call this a family or community, that's exactly what it is for a lot of people. And, and to, um, to give you the proper website, it is bbq.tamu.edu. There you go. So he did butcher it. So there you go. Yeah, uh, bbq.tamu.edu. That's, uh, that's what you want to go to to get your information on the, uh, on the different courses that they provide. And again, foodwastetexas.org for more information on them. 
Um, again, a, a huge thanks to everybody that participated in Camp Brisket. The, the thanks for having us out too. The, yeah, so exactly. so much fun to be part of that. It, it was it was a thrill of a lifetime. It's something that we'll never forget, um, and uh, we're we're just excited to to try to apply some of what we learned into this cook we've got coming up here in a couple of weeks. All right, we'll catch y'all in just a little bit. We'll get another episode up pretty soon. I got a lot of stuff already lined up. It's really hard to try to get it all done and and have a normal life as well. But uh, we're doing the best we can. We're always willing to um, to take your input as well, so that we can prioritize. If you've got a place that you really want us to talk to, or pitmaster, or or something that you want us to talk about, yeah. reach out to us. You can hit our email, which is talesfromthepits at gmail .com. Yep, or at talesfromthepits on Instagram. Um, you can find us pretty much anywhere. Um, again, if you are a fan of the show, we appreciate every single person that listens. Um, if if you would like, we would love it. Please rate us on any of your podcast listening apps. Um, follow along on our Instagram. We're, we're giving away things uh, as we get them. Uh, we've done some gift card giveaways, some T-shirt giveaways, and we'll be doing some more of that in the future also. Um, but thank you guys again for listening. Um, thanks for following along, for entering the contest, and for everything that you do for us. We really appreciate it. Hope you guys can make it out to the pop-up at Hopstop January 27th, starting at noon, and uh, we will talk with you soon.